Good morning. If you would, open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to look at verses 4 through 14, but our key verse is going to be verse 4. Because today we're going to be looking at gifts. The gifts God gives to every one of us. And when you think about the gifts God gives, God has given gifts to every Christian. Now, each gift is different, and you might have a Christian who only has one gift, and then you have a Christian that has several gifts. Some Christians have the gift of song, some Christians have the gift to teach, some have the gift to be a prayer warrior. When we look at gifts, there is a diversity of gifts, and as I said, some might have one gift, some may have more than one gift, but the Lord gives us different gifts, and when you think about gifts, some people know what their gift, what their gift is, and then you have some people that have yet to figure that out. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 4, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 14. It's written, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are diversities of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but God is the same which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, and to another the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit. And to another is given faith, by the same Spirit, and to another the gift of healing, by the same Spirit. And to another the operations of great works, and to another prophecy, and to another the discerning of spirits, and to another diversities of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues, and all these things worketh one and the selfsame Spirit, distributing to every man severally as he will. For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of the body which is one, though they may be many, yet are but one body, even so is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Grecians, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body also is not one member, but many. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, I just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just thank you, Lord, for this day that you have given us, a day that we could just come and worship. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today, that you would hide me behind the cross and give me the words to say, that the words that are spoken will be your words. And Lord, again, we just lift up those that are sick and shut in, those that may be traveling, those who cannot make it today, those that have lost loved ones. We just lift each one up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. And again, Lord, I just pray that if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, if there's anyone that needs to make any decision today, I just pray that you would speak to their hearts today. And Lord, just bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, in our scripture, Paul, under divine inspiration, states that there are diversities of gifts. 
But then he adds to that, but one spirit. The same spirit. Now what is he saying? As we stated earlier, there are different types of gifts that are given within the church, given to each Christian within the church, and they are given by God. Now, when we look at the gifts, again, there is a diversity. Some can sing, some can teach, some can be prayer warriors, some can evangelize, but then there are gifts that are reserved only for men, the the call to preach, the call to be a deacon, those are reserved only for men, but then you have just this multitude of gifts that are given, and each gift is different, but I want to say one thing. Even though the gifts are different, they are all equally important. They're all equally important for the church. Different gifts are blessed to the church, and each person has a gift, and some people have more than one gift. Yet, we all have the same Holy Spirit dwelling in us, administering these gifts, giving these gifts to us. And we see Paul explaining this in verses 4 through 13. He says, the gifts are different, and they're given by the same Holy Spirit. But why? If we all have the same spirit dwelling in us, why are the gifts different? I don't want you to think about something. It's because we're all different. The gifts are different because we're different. Each person is different. Each one of us has different strengths and different weaknesses. And God knows our strengths, and God knows our weaknesses, and he blesses us with gifts that work with our strengths. Think about it. I can't sing. Missy can sing. But I can't sing. That's not my gift. And the same is true for for every single one of us. We have strengths that God uses and he gives us gifts that utilize those strengths because he knows our strengths and our weaknesses. It's like the analogy Paul uses of the different parts of the body. If you go down and you look at verses 14 through 31, Paul uses an analogy of the body. Think about the body. We've got hands, we've got feet, we've got fingers, we've got toes, we've got ears, we've got eyes, we've got a mouth, we've got a tongue, and each one is different. And they all have a different function. Try picking something up with your toes. It's hard. You can't hear with your eyes. 
It's not possible. But when you think about the body and the different parts of the body, each one is equally important, even though they do different things, even though they have a different function. Each are equally important to the body, and they fulfill a specific function for the body. And that's the way gifts are in the church. That's the way gifts that God gives us work. God utilizes our strengths and he gives us gifts that work with our strengths. And each gift is different, but each is important. And they are given to us by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that indwells us, he wisely gives us these gifts. And he divides the gifts within the church. And they're different. Given freely and wisely by the Holy Spirit of God. And each, as I've said, are equally important in fulfilling God's purpose for the church. Think about that. Each gift is different, they're equally important, and they're given freely and wisely by the Holy Spirit to fulfill God's purpose for the church. And that brings me to the question, what do we do with our gifts? What do we do with the gifts that God has given us? How are we using them? Are we using them in the way that God intends them to be used to fulfill his purpose? I mean, God has laid out a purpose for the church. He's laid out a purpose for each and every Christian. Are we utilizing our gifts to fulfill that purpose? When you think about it, our gifts serve a purpose, don't they? They serve a purpose. And that purpose is the plan God has laid out for us. Our gifts fulfill His purpose. And what is His purpose? <coughs> to share the gospel, to be a light to the world, but also to bring glory and honor to his name. That's the purpose. In the end, it comes down to bringing glory and honor to the name of Jesus Christ. And we do that by utilizing the gifts God has given us. We utilize these gifts to further the gospel to be a light to the community, to work within the church, all to bring glory and honor to the name of God. Now, do we use our gifts in this way? Think about it. If you have the gift of singing, do you sing praises to God?
If you're a prayer warrior, do you pray? If you have the gift of teaching, do you tell others about Jesus Christ? Do you teach them what's in the Bible? Do you teach them to worship God and to follow God? If you have the gift of evangelism, are you telling others about Jesus Christ? If you have the gift of preaching, are you preaching and sharing the gospel? Whether it is an abundance of faith or doing good works, each gift that God has given us are to be used to bring glory and honor to him. To further the kingdom of God. To tell others about him. Whatever the gift, it's important that we utilize our gifts to serve God. And the purpose God has laid out for us. And we know if we're doing this or not. We know if we're serving his purpose. We know if we're telling others about him. We know if we're bringing glory and honor to his name. And you might be thinking, well, Brother Jeff, how would we know this? Look at the way you're living. Are you living a life that brings glory and honor to God? Are you living a life where people look at you and they say, this person follows Jesus Christ? Or are you living a life where people look at you and they say, well, I just seen old so-and-so down at the bar getting drunk. Don't listen to a word he says. Because he's a hypocrite. We know when we are serving God, and we know when we are not serving God. We know when we are living a holy life, we know when we are sinning. Why? Because it says Paul says, it's the same Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that indwells us will tell us when we're doing what God wants. He will tell us when we are utilizing the gifts for the purposes of God, and he will tell us through conviction when we are sinning. So we know when we're using the gifts God has given us, and we know when we're not using them. We know when we are living a holy life and when we're not living a holy life because the Holy Spirit dwells within us. So again, whether it is an abundance of faith God has given us as a gift or whether it's doing mighty works in the world, we know when we are utilizing our gifts for the purposes of God. And our gifts are to be used to bring glory and honor to the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever the gift, each is equally important and can be used for the purposes of God. Now, some people might say, but I've got too many faults in my life. 
I've done too many different things to be effective. Look in the Bible at all the flawed people God used to fulfill his purpose. When we look in the scripture, we see example of example of people that God gifted that used their gift to further the cause of God, to fulfill the purposes of God, to bring glory and honor to God. And in some instances, we see their faults, and then some, we never hear about the faults that they might have had. But all you have to do is go back to the book of Genesis. Look at Abel. Abel raised sheep. If you think about it, that was his gift. He knew how to raise sheep. And what did he do with it? He gave offerings to God. He brought offerings to God that God honored. Think about Noah. Said Noah found grace in the eyes of God. The whole world was full of sin and evil, yet Noah found grace in the eyes of God, and God gave him plans to build the ark, and he was able to build an ark. You could say that was his gift. I couldn't build an ark. And if you think about it, God told him how long it had to be, how big it had to be, how many stories it had to have, the type of wood to use. And then he said, pitch it with this so it'll be waterproof and go build it. And with that little bit of instruction, he was able to build the ark. That was a gift. Abraham had faith and it was counted as righteousness. God gave him an abundance of faith. And what did Abraham do with that faith? He went where God told him to go. And he was a blessing to others. Moses was a leader, not a speaker. Aaron was a speaker, not a leader. Samson was gifted with strength. David was a gifted musician, a gifted songwriter, a military leader, a king, and a shepherd. Those were his gifts. Solomon was gifted with great wisdom. Then Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Daniel, Jonah, all the different prophets was given the gift of prophecy. And there are many other examples in the Bible, but each one was gifted differently. But I want you to think about something. Of those that I listed, some of those men were flawed, weren't they? And they had some big flaws. Think about Moses. When God called him to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, what did he say? Send somebody else. I'm not a great speaker. I can't do this. And God said, I'll send your brother Aaron. And what did Aaron do? 
He was the one that built the golden calf. Samson, gifted with great strength, but he had his moral failings, didn't he? David, a great leader, songwriter, musician, a man after God's own heart, committed adultery and had someone murdered. Solomon, gifted with great wisdom, and then even after God had spoken to Solomon, spoken directly to Solomon, what does Solomon do? Because of his wives, the many wives that he had, he fell into idolatry and started worshiping idols. And let's not forget Jonah. Go to Nineveh. And tell them the words I'm going to say. That I'm going to punish them for their sin. And what did Jonah do? Instead of using the gift of prophecy God had given him, Jonah went the opposite direction from Nineveh. And God prepared a great fish to swallow him and bring him back. Each one was gifted differently. Each one had a gift that was equally important. And each one used their gift to fulfill the purpose of God, but they were flawed. They were flawed. Yet God still used them even when they were flawed. Regardless of the fault, God had given them a gift that worked with their strengths and God used them to fulfill his purpose. Regardless of our faults, regardless of our failings, God can still use us to fulfill his purpose for the church. He uses the gifts he has given us through his Holy Spirit. And we all have faults. We all have failings in our life. And we might think God can't use us. But God can. God can use anybody to fulfill his purpose. So never think that he can't use you because of your faults. Because he can. And he will when we let him. When we submit to him. He can use us regardless. So there's no excuse for us not utilizing our gifts. And letting God use us in the church and for his purposes. For the church and in the community. But what if we fail to use our gifts? What if we know God wants us to use our gifts to fulfill his purpose and we fail to use them? That's just sin. That's rebellion. 
Our gifts are given by him for us to use to serve him. And we're to use them to bring glory to his name. So think about the gifts God has given you. How are you using your gifts? Does the use of your gifts bring glory and honor to his name? Does the use of your gifts further his purpose and the purpose of the church? Or do you fail to use them? How are you using your gift? Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, I just pray that we would just look to your word for guidance, understanding in our life. And Lord, I just pray that, again, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, you would speak to their hearts today. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.